welcome to Mystery Simon Theater 3000. I'm Simon, and this is a podcast where I'm showcasing my VHS collection of almost 3,000 titles, because my goal is to watch them all. In every episode, I'm going to be telling you about three tapes that I watched. The first one is chosen at random with a random number generator. The second one is chosen by my co-host Juan Carlos. And then the third one is chosen by a featured guest. And this episode, that guest is editor, animator, classic Portland weirdo, Tyler Walters. Thank you. Beautifully done. Now, somebody got that wrong in the actual press, right? Yes. When, when you were at Legoland. Yes, I was at the... the. I'm sorry, what? The pre-opening um, for residents of Legoland in California, in Carlsbad, California. I was eight years old, and for some reason, the interviewer said, <laughs> thought it would be a good idea to ask the kid how you pronounce and spell um, their name. And so it was showed up as Tyler Waters. Yeah, okay, so Noel. it's not just me. It's not. <laughs> You're not alone. Yeah. We are not yeah. alone. Yeah. Well, thank you for joining us, Tyler. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Um, happy to be here. I love this studio space. Um, I love everything about it. I love looking at different titles and being distracted, um, as we all do when we come in this space. It's a very distractible space. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Unfortunately. So what movies did you uh, select for this week? Funny thing, I don't get to choose any of the movies I watch. The first movie that we picked, I guess our first pick is the random number generator one. That one is Country Life, starring Sam Neill and Greta Scacchi. Mm. Then the tape that Juan Carlos picked, who is not here, this is producer Johnny, this is not Juan Carlos. Uh, Juan Carlos is still sick and can't join us. However, he wanted me to watch my tape of Mission Impossible. I was eternally grateful for that. And Tyler. Yes. Your pick is? I, uh, I picked The Mummy. <laughs> um, this 1999's is a, uh, yes. The Mummy. Not to be confused with the 1932 um, The Mummy or, or the 2017 The Mummy. Yes, um, although there wouldn't be a tape for it. Yes, what, what are you yeah. going to talk about first? I'm going to go in the order that I watched them because that feels natural to me and that's uh, the order that my notes are in. And the first one that we watched was Mission Impossible. So I will take us through the box art. Uh, very, very classic. The, this is a tape that I had in my collection at home and I've admired this box for I, I, decades now. The great silhouette mm -hmm. of uh, Tom Cruise's face. And it's a really simple, I think, in terms of just like how box art is designed, like sometimes there's thought put into it. Uh, a lot of times it looks like a, a template someone like really just didn't think about. Uh, and, you know, this looks you're not going to be able to see it here. I guess we'll just cut in some. I can see it. It looks great. From you can here. see it. But yeah, every, like I think it's just a really well designed and it's thoughtful and it's a really short log line. What's with the line through the, the text here and the title? You see this line? Is this supposed to signify something, the divide between um, political, you know, powers in the movie? No. <laughs> <laughs> if I had, like, I'm pretty sure that's the, the burning wick of oh, like, a, yeah. an explosive, cool. as, which would start the, sh the, the show that this is based off of, and it starts... The movie there's a cold open but like once it starts like uh one thing i know i'm getting ahead of myself but just like the opening credits for this movie um and this is a brian de palma film you know this was before mission impossible was a franchise and this was very much this is a homage to the television show and the opening hmm. credits 
run like a television show totally. opening yes. credits. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's yeah. wonderful. It's great, I love it. Great editing. So <laughs> tell us the the log line from this uh Well, first case. we got a pull quote here from Peter Travers from Rolling Stone. That's again like a, a legitimate critic from a le- legitimate news source. I feel weird saying that, but yes, like it's <laughs> it's uh printed fairly big, so they want you to know that this is from a well-respected film critic. I just find that so funny about the pull quotes with the the authors. It's so small you you can't read. They don't want you to know where it came from. They just want you to take it out of context. No, but this says, A thrill machine that won't quit. Peter Travers, Rolling Stone. Much like uh, Bender from Futurama. <laughs> there we go. You heard it here, folks. Thank you. Tom Cruise ignites the screen in this runaway smash hit that, quote, holds you on the edge of your seat before blasting you out of it. Howard Rosenberg of the Los Angeles Times. Cruise stars as Ethan Hunt, a secret agent framed for the deaths of his espionage team. That is too big of a spoiler, I think. Wow. That, that's like, um, it's not it's not before the cold open, but it is the like the first act of the movie. Yeah. You don't like I don't think you're supposed to know going into it that his whole team dies unless you've I had not seen Mission Impossible any of them until this year actually and I went through and watched them all and it, I had not known that fact and it was quite the shock to realize that But it, it was it paid it. off though. Oh, right? it's great. Yeah. Yeah. I would not want to have known that before watching it. Cruise stars as Ethan Hunt, a secret agent framed for the death of his espionage team, fleeing from government assassins, breaking into the CIA's most impenetrable vault, clinging to the roof of a speeding bullet train. (laughs) That's the whole plot. They're doing it for us. (laughs) Hunt races like a burning fuse to stay one step ahead of his pursuers and draw one step closer to discovering the shocking truth. Your mission, should you decide to... Wait, seriously? It says decide? Uh, a little twist here. You're like, was it, is it like a copyrighted thing? Should you that decide they to do? watch? I know that line always made me laugh, even when I uh, like just first watching the movies. I'm like, is, like, so do you, is it really a choice? They're not talking about it like it's a choice. Okay. Your mission, should you decide to accept it, colon, hang on for the quote, wildest ride of the year, Stephen Holden. The New York Times. Am I correct in hearing that they used the the word fuse twice in that at the beginning and towards the end? No, ignites. Oh, okay. So they they actually just in. brought it back. Oh, they yeah. just brought okay, it back. I can appreciate that. Uh, like otherwise, it's pretty well written and a lot shorter than we gave. <laughs> we really stretched that one out. Uh, yeah. So this is this one stars Tom Cruise. It stars John Voight, um, Bing Rangs, Kristen, and what I thought was interesting was that of. Of his crew who dies, Kristen Scott Thomas is the only one who gets a credit. Yeah, Emilio Estevez is completely he, Well, he's the first one to die. Yeah. Although he does, I think he has more lines than the other lady, the French one. First to die, first mm-hmm. to lose your credit. If there was a uh, a, a one word description that you would uh, <laughs> use for this movie, what would you uh, what would you describe it as? Exciting. This is a really good action action thriller, like blockbuster. Um, it it goes really big and it pays off and it's really dramatic and I loved all of it. Maybe also what I like about it, it compared to where 
the movie franchise evolved into is it got a lot grittier. Mm. And this yeah. is just of a time that I really, I don't know, there, there's a lot of, I have a lot of nostalgia for action movies or blockbuster movies in of the late 90s and early aughts that weren't gritty. Yeah. I think we've just, we've gone too far in that direction. We've kind of like stayed in that space. This one doesn't feel over polished, though. So, um, so what are some of the what, some some of your takeaways from this film? You know, what would you say are some of the big takeaways uh, that I wish more movies were made like like this? Uh, there's a lot that is just having like really just having fun, like the stakes. I know the stakes are kind of high. It's like, yeah, like our CIA agents are in jeopardy and it's a plot device worth the amount of like tension and intrigue and double crossing sure but what i find really tiring in a lot of mod like modern action movies lately is the stakes are always the world's gonna end <laughs> i'm just tired so when are the stakes gonna be the universe you know why stop at the world it is sometimes it is <laughs> um but what's uh, just going back really quickly to your because i wanted to mention this in the last episode but even then i was getting ahead of myself was there's a documentary on Brian De Palma that we watched a couple years ago. And when he was going through the time in his life when he was making Mission Impossible, he was approached by Tom Cruise, I think, to or like chosen by Tom Cruise as all the other movies to direct this movie. And I don't think it was explicit, but it was clear to him that Tom Cruise needed to be like the star of this movie. And you can't do that with like uh, someone who has a team that they work really well with. And his his solution, I think it was his solution. I could be wrong, but I remember it as his solution that like, OK, well, we just need to kill everyone off really quickly. <laughs> and then at that point, it becomes a Tom Cruise movie sure. and not an action movie starring Tom Cruise. What were the trailers even? Did we talk about the trailers? Oh, yeah. No, we're so we 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 went from box to movies. <laughs> Skip the trailers. The trailers in this movie uh, to start off is Star Trek. First contact. Wow. Yep. Yeah. And this is a movie that I saw in theaters with my dad. My dad was aerobic Trekkie. I didn't really get into Star Trek until I was an adult. Like, not really. But I sure shit went to see all the movies in mm. theaters. Um, and I, I do remember uh, seeing this one. It's the one with the Borg lady that yeah. tries to get sweet on Picard. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, I think we were all disappointed with how that one ended. How many trailers do these movies <laughs> usually have? Wow. It, it depends on the length of the movie. Sure. Like we have some tapes here, <clears throat> Postman, that are so long they there's no room for trailers on like the oh, actual wow. like physical tape. Sure. That's inside the cassette. Valmont, Valmont did not so have long. any. And like one thing that stuck out to me when I was watching the trailer for First Contact was how different and this uh, this is only i didn't understand as a kid because i didn't watch the tv show at the time but the lighting is so different mm -hmm. like with that with that trailer for oh, yeah. star trek were there any other trailers that were of oh, note on that on that film yes there were there were a few the second one is for the phantom <laughs> have the you heard of this phantom i know many movies using the word phantom but that, i'm not sure no, it's just this. o'donnell no. Or who is that? Billy Zane. Billy Zane, yeah. Billy Billy Zane. Yeah, yeah. The, this, this one is interesting because, well, I haven't seen it, but I know it as an infamous flop. And it, 
Actually, I would really like to know who directed it. We could have looked this up. We have a researcher do that next time. Because it has the same, I guess, like strategy from like taking a a, a comic book and turning it into a film mm-hmm, is like mm-hmm. um, maybe like the Tim Burton Batmans mm-hmm. or the Joel Schumacher Batmans. But like th- this movie has, I, I don't think I've ever heard like a single good thing about this movie besides it's a so bad it might be funny. Uh, so moving on to the next trailer, I'm reminded by how weird the selection was, especially for for Mission Impossible. But it's kind of jumping all over the place. Like maybe Star Trek and uh, not Star Star Trek and the Phantom share similarities in like their target audience. Maybe even with Mission Impossible. But our next trailer is Nickelodeon's Harriet the Spy. Out of left field, but the spy, but the spy, but the spy theme yeah. is that is the tie is the tie-in. So that, why not? There you go. Why there not? You, go. you know. Uh, yeah, I thought this. Uh, it, it, this is no longer a weird set of trailers for me <laughs> after that very simple, really like, something that I just did not connect with. Uh, well, probably because like I'm not really thinking about the movie. Not not really. Well, You're no, more focused on like the trailer in front of you, almost maybe. Kind of. I think like trailers do like uh, like a good trailer does a decent job of like immersing you in whatever story it's telling for, you know, minute and a half, two minutes. And all of these did. Those well, are all the trailers. Here's the real question then. Would you rewind and watch this movie again? I did rewind it. Oh, you it's already <laughs> happened. Yeah. Phenomenal. Uh, There's your recommendation. Yeah. I mean, like last week, I know we joked about it uh, or like... For Valmond, I said I wouldn't rewind it, but I don't know if I actually did because it's also just a somewhat of a reflex. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did yes. not. You didn't rewind uh, it? N- no. So like when <laughs> when we were finishing that movie, you just popped I just out. like stood right <laughs> up and like hit stop. And yeah, like so. breathed a sigh of relief. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And your reminder is when you put it in again by accident, it's already over and you're like, oh. Yeah, I've been reminded. Yeah, yeah, totally. totally. Should that happen again? Should you elect to watch Belmont? Yeah, but I will watch Mission Impossible again. I think the last time I watched uh, my tape at home was maybe a year ago, if not maybe like within this calendar year. Glowing, glowing recommendation. What's what's next on the uh, list? The the next movie I watched was Country Life. Okay. Uh, The reason we watched this one before the Mummy was because I didn't want to. I just I just don't want to do what we did with Valmont where we saved the one I was least looking forward to last. And not to say that I was like really bummed because like <laughs> I do I really love Sam Neill. He's great. Just as, as an actor and he seems like a really chill prison yeah. abolitionist. The box we have uh, Sam Neill and Greta Scacchi. Two thumbs up says Siskel and Ebert. And then another one that says, great fun from the Chicago Tribune. Now, do we know which newspaper in Chicago that Ebert wrote for? Wasn't it the Sun? Chicago oh, Sun. Times. Okay. I believe it's the Sun Times. Okay. I should know that. Mm. But I really don't pay attention as much as I should mm. in a lot of places. Fun is a word. Which is why I take a lot of notes. Great fun, I believe it was. Yeah. No, I mean, fun is a word. To oh, use. to describe this movie? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I mean, what, it, what is your one word description, I guess, as, as that? Oh, for this movie? Yeah. Depressing. Wow. Fun? Oh, me? <laughs> no, not fun. Um, bitter. Mm. Depressing Oh, can I change mine? It still starts with a D. Disappointment. Oh. Now, is that disappointment internally? No. Towards no. the film? Okay. 
No. no I have nothing but good things to say about this film. No, like, this is still it, a good movie, yeah. but um, so I, I didn't read the log line until after we watched it, but oh. just looking at, you know, the, the words in big print, it's like, great fun, um, ter- uh, terrific, said the Seattle Times, someone at the Seattle Times. And then someone at 60 Second Preview said, a gem. Well, I wonder what type of gem. <laughs> So I I assumed it was going to be like some kind of comedy, like Sam Neill has this like little smirk with the little kissy, kissy print on, on his face. So it looks like it might be some kind of a... It's marketed as a rom-com almost is what it looks like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it's not. Yeah. There are characters that have comedic relief, like it is, is comic relief um, with a few characters, but... The story itself is um, very real. Talented Sam Neill, Jurassic Park, The Hunt for Red October, stars with sexy Greta Scacchi, presumed innocent, the player, in this delightful comedy cheered by critics nationwide. Spring fever runs wild when a snooty native son returns to his hometown and brings along his voluptuous new wife, Scacchi. Before long, every man in this tiny town is falling head over heels for the charms of this sensuous beauty. But things really heat up when she suddenly finds herself falling in love with the local doctor and resident playboy, Neil. You won't believe all of the comic hanky-panky going on behind closed doors in this entertaining treat. These things do happen. Sort of. This is not what this movie is about (laughs) in the slightest. Yeah. That sounds like the first 10 minutes. No, no, not really. It's just, they technically happen. Mm. And the other thing too, that's worth saying here is that when it says like every man in town falls for this woman, it's like you maybe meet like two of them. And they're not in town. And they're not in town. It's literally (laughs) in the name. This is a country life. Like, this was a Michael Blakemore film. I forgot to read that. That and is what, on the box. What year was this film made? Okay, so it was. Uh, it actually wasn't because uh, Jurassic Park was ninety three. Was that okay? Right. Okay. This was. Um, this movie came out in nineteen ninety four. Ninety four. Okay. It was adapted from a, a play, play. Uncle Vanya. Yeah. That's another. See, that's another title that I've heard a lot in Seinfeld. And whenever it like first, like when I hear it, I just can't help but laugh. But I also I think I'm reminded that it's a real play. Mm. But yeah, it just feels like I'm learning also that like, oh, yeah, Uncle Vanya's a real play. And to kind of like wrap that up, one other thing I wanted to mention was just like uh, just like how misleading this cover is, too. Like I mentioned (laughs) that Sam Neill's got the little like kiss on his cheek. That never happens. In the movie, like sounds like a producer got their hands involved on this cover well, a little the mar- bit. Marketing department, <laughs> yeah, the marketing, marketing teams, guy. yeah. It it's also weird because Sam Neill is kind of like a glorified MacGuffin in mm. this movie. Like he he's not at all. I would say like a playboy. The the, the main character. Mm. Um, he just happens to be like this the peak of this love triangle uh, that sort of exists as a point of tension in the movie. Yeah, he's he's kind of there to. He illustrates the dissatisfaction that the literary critic's wife has with, with her, her disillusionment marriage. too. It's like yeah. she, I think she felt tricked into the relationship that she got into, mm-hmm. and really quickly, like it doesn't take long for her to kind of realize that she would, or I think she kind of freely admits that she doesn't like being married to her husband. Yeah. I'm I'm just so it's just so strange because the woman who played the the daughter I don't remember her name. Mm. 
And that's that's because I do think that she's more of a main character than uh, Greta Saki. Hundred percent. Would you uh, rewind this movie? You see Sam Neill's butt. Oh, that's need I say right. more? No, I'm smart actually. Like uh, tell, so tell us about these trailers that, um, yeah. that, that were the trailers at the beginning. On, the trailers on this one, I wrote like a few hot takes because I don't think any of the trailers on this one were movies that I had heard of. Two of them were theatrical releases. The first and second trailer both had in quotes, one of the best films of the year. Yes. Verbatim. Yeah. I'm just like, oh. <laughs> but the second trailer actually may have delivered on that. I like, want to see that. Okay, let's I get really to it. Let's get it. to it. This this first one, um, one critic called it funny. It's called A Month by the Lake. And I did not, like, just reading the title, usually I can have, like, I have enough recall to know what that's about. And I'm just like, all right, what? I, like, I, I need to dive deep into these notes. I do not remember did not. I do now. It's the one with Uma Thurman. Yeah. That's all I remember. And there's uh, there's <laughs> a, like, an older lady there, getting it, some action from a younger guy. Well, my the which, note that you know, I wrote down is everyone oh. wants to sleep with everyone <laughs> except young people. Oh. Because like it, it's framed as a oh this this um very sexy man uh really likes older women and. Uh, I don't know. This lady looks like she's maybe in her late forties or probably fifties. Yeah. And then it's also what I'm guessing is this older lady's eventual love interest, and he's just courting like a very young Uma. Like, probably I think this was the movie after uh, Pulp Fiction because they Mm. mentioned Pulp Fiction's Uma Thurman. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And yeah, both both these both these couples are just like really dying to sleep with each other, and it's framed. As a like, yeah, old sleeping with old. It's like help the aged, <laughs> like sleeping with old people rocks. And I'm like, okay, so Good for nowhere, the environment. yeah, <laughs> save a tree. <laughs> Not a memorable trailer. What, what was it followed up by? What was the second one that also said it was the best film of now, the year? Now this actually <laughs> might be one of the best films of that year. You're talking about the third one. This one, the the one that we're talking about, wasn't oh, okay. one of the best right. films. That's of the not year. the John Turturro. <laughs> no, this one uh, is um this one okay. is another like sad looking period piece called mm. Feasts of July. Oh, okay, I remember. It's it's I just uh, need you to say about it one more a, time. A woman. <laughs> say it again. I'll remember <laughs> a name. Feasts of July. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's like the I do believe in fairies. Mm. Uh, th- this one has like um. A woman with like a secret past oh. and whatever relationship she's starting or like in right now, like, oh, he can't know about her past. But then the secret past. There's a quick clip where a man says hello and she's just like, Uh-oh. oh, shit. And then the secret her past. boyfriend is like, who's that? And she's mm. like, no one. And like, seems like he knows you. Mm. That's that's that yeah. is actually all I remember. Yeah. New phone, who dis? Mm. <laughs> I think that line was in the trailer. Actually, yeah, yeah. 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 So, uh, the third film is the one that we really want to watch. Yes, yes. This uh, movie looks great. Yeah, I wrote this looks good. Please tell us in the comments if you've seen this movie. Yeah. It looks amazing. Unstrung heroes. Oh, unstrung no? heroes. Unstrung heroes. This stars John Turturro, oh. Andy McDowell, and. 
Michael Richards. Michael Richards. Wow. Yeah, 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 yeah. The the short description for Unstrung Heroes is eccentric middle-aged adult friends because this movie is about a boy. I don't remember what the conflict was at home, but I think maybe like someone was, oh, his mother, Andy McDowell is sick. And the little boy just like can't deal. So he goes to, I think, his uncle's house, who's yeah. like Michael Richards. And he lives with another middle-aged adult man. And they're both the funny kind of conspiracy kooks. Mm. Yeah. It's, yeah. And, it, and I so, think it was so, maybe just like a the relationship between like the boy and maybe him dealing with his mother's yeah. sickness. But then also the relationship between John Turturro and Michael Richards, because it seems like they've probably like butted heads their whole mm. life and then now that um they're sharing custody of oh, <laughs> this wow. kid of sorts and the cure for the sickness in the end was humor there was one more this one actually looked uh, really good too this is what i described as the mob makes a musical okay a movie that quote unquote looks great called bullets over broadway and the oh, entire thing has yeah. is John very Cusack. sepia <laughs> Yes, John Cusack. Uh, Jennifer Tilly's in this. So we got yeah, yeah. A, a Tilly last week. We got another yeah, yeah. Tilly this week, just even briefly. A Broadway producer. I forget whether or not he's successful or always struggling, but he was able to finally finance a show with the help from the mob and hijinks ensue. Yeah, yeah. That's and a great premise. Any... You don't have to give me any reason to watch a John Cusack movie. Really? I, like, will pretty much watch any John Cusack movie. You think you know someone? <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. yeah. Giddy up. Yeah. <laughs> Just want to say Bolts Over Broadway is a great uh, great name. It for is. That, for that film. Have you seen it? No. Okay. I'm intrigued. Yeah. There's, um, so we think in a central plot point plot point or like conflict in this movie is uh like john cusack is partnered and this very eccentric broadway i think she's a wannabe or maybe a has-been but she somehow seduces john cusack mm -hmm. into casting her i think they maybe even have an affair it's, it's alluded to that he's a bad liar and mm -hmm. did have an affair but she's not good as a stage performer so the musical that is financed by the mob is fronted by a person who can't sing, dance, or act. All right. Well, shall we move on to the uh, the, the, wonder, the wonderful for. mummy, <laughs> uh, which I watched uh, this morning, so it's very fresh in my mind. You did. Yeah. Where did you watch it? I actually rented. I actually supported the um, supported the film, and I, I chose to rent it <laughs> for three three ninety nine. Now I have a question before we get too far into this. Yes. Why did you pick this movie? That is a great question. So I was looking at uh, the list of all these movies and I was just going through and The Mummy came up and I stopped on it for a second and I had watched it, I believe, either, might have been last year I had, I had watched it again after so long. And I remember really enjoying it. I remember getting into a conversation with a friend about it in terms of the adventure genre of movies and how The Mummy seemed to be this sort of, as, as I found out later in the production, sort of a chance almost that Hollywood was taking, but it almost seemed to be like a segue in adventure films. And I picked it in the sense of I missed this sort of style of mm. film. And even in watching it, it has this cold open, so to speak, where mm. a story is being told and then your movie starts. And it just, it just felt so out of out of 
place from so many other movies and adventure movies and action movies. And the cast is so charismatic and, mm-hmm. and Brendan Fraser, um, you know, recently making such a great comeback with uh, The Whale with Darren Aronofsky is uh, such, such an Killers incredible. Killers of the Flower Moon. Oh, yes. Um, and, and he's such an incredible person and, and so charismatic in this film. So, yeah, mm-hmm. it just was something that I was like, you know what? I want to revisit this Yeah. Um, and found out that it is actually a film that you very much enjoy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when I was doing a little bit of research on this, so the budget for this movie is $80 million. It is a remake of the 1932 mm-hmm. or so uh, Mummy. So 60 years later, you know, a studio said, let's start doing this. Went through director after director after script after script, starting with wanting to... A lot to, of committee choices. Yes. Wanted, to, wanted it to be more of a low scale. 10 million was what they were kind of aiming for. That might have um, been really good. Well, and they had people like George A. Romero's name was on it. And they were talking about some very like dark and gritty takes. and. Something to separate it. it. They wanted to really separate it from the the mummy. And there was even a decision to, there was a lot of fear from the producers to keep the name as the mummy because Mm -hmm. they were afraid that they would think of this old, boring uh, film. And when this then got made and picked up everything, you talk about also that the CGI as well too and and the way that it's blended. And and then there are a lot of practical sets and there's Mm -hmm. a lot of, there's a lot that goes into this and a lot that went into like the locations that they filmed and it was a 17 week shoot. Uh, wow. and, and it was so... What, what desert they, did they film in? So they filmed in uh, Morocco. They wanted to film in Egypt, but from what I read, there were political um, issues at the time yeah. that allowed okay. them to, or disallowed them from being able to do that. And so they were in Morocco, and there was another location that I uh, can't remember at this time, but a lot of the crew Vancouver. were injured. <laughs> yeah, always. Uh, a lot of the crew was injured. People oh. were airlifted out. There was a... Um, uh, a stunt that Brendan Fraser almost died in, which was the uh, hanging scene towards the beginning. Um, so this was uh, a Have lot. Have not we learned? <laughs> so this was a lot of. Um, this was seen, I think, as a very risky film. And even when it came out, a lot of the reviews, even the, I was even surprised by a lot of the present day reviews on this, are not generally all super favorable. It's it's very much almost a smaller niche community that actually really enjoy this. But I think one thing that I realized seeing some of these um, reviews and um, uh, hearing them is that at the time, what we think of as campy now, at the time, the words used were uh, cheesy and corny. And so audiences watching something like this at the time, seeing that almost had a negative take. And so as something ages, and I think it made something like one billion in VHS um, purchases uh, afterwards, and it became this movie that everyone wanted, you know. And so I think now how we refer to it as campy, it has that endearing quality. Where when it came out, and and the hesitation, and all the all the fears from the marketing, the producers, all of that was was stamped onto it. And then you see afterwards how these things age. So it just goes to show how some films have this really interesting lifespan. And I think this mm-hmm. is one that, regardless of the rest of the franchise. This one just really still stands out as one that you can return to and and watch and enjoy. Uh, so the, there's <laughs> nothing on this cover besides the title. Our beautiful two stars. I think Rachel Weiss was one of my very first celebrity crushes. Uh, and then the Mars Man, the face on Mars. Yeah, I mean that's pretty face much what Mars. it is. Yeah, and will the command the sands. The man. <laughs> so we have um, ellipses. Mile a minute chills and thrills. 
Jeffrey Lyons of WNBC TV. Wow. Pull a stretch for that. Uh, <laughs> and then we have a big time fun says Bob Graham of the San Francisco Chronicle. So like okay, nothing, nothing to snuff at. Yeah. Yeah. Deep in the Egyptian desert, a handful of people searching for a long lost treasure have just unearthed a 3000 year old legacy of terror. Yikes. Combining the thrills of a rousing adventure with the suspense of Universal's legendary 1932 horror classic, The Mummy. There it is. Starring Brendan Fraser is a true non-stop action epic filled with dazzling visual effects, top-notch talent, and superb storytelling. Oh, I missed one one of the quotes because it was like sort of tacked onto this below the log line. Brendan Fraser ellipses, the ideal action adventure hero. What, says what could have been? Dennis Cunningham of WCBSTV. Do you know what this was rated? I'm going to guess uh, P- I'm going to guess PG. It's PG. Yeah. Remember wow. there was no bl- like I uh, which I, which movie was the one that Spielberg did that was the the Temple case of Doom. for No, I looked it up towards the end when it, it was just, it's something that always bothered me uh the spoilers where the the mummy becomes mortal then gets oh, stabbed yes, yeah. immediately. Yeah. And you just see him back away and he's holding yeah the the wound like yeah. he's got a tummy ache there's there's no there's no yeah. blood in yeah. this movie i don't think well he's got some blood he holds his hand up briefly and Does he's he? got a little bit of speckles on his hand briefly maybe and then that's when um i forget who says it but they say oh he's mortal now yeah. you know and that's and backs up and well the the only actual blood is uh one of my favorite scenes where like there's a they're toasting in a bar and the fountain. Oh yes, it all turns into yeah, turned, one of the like, plagues. Turns to blood and like that. Well, but then you have at the very beginning. But it looks like tongue, Kool-Aid. Tongues being cut off. Uh, mummification while people are alive. Very like you don't see. I mean, any there's of lots that. of shadow work. There's lots of shadow stabs. Yes, camera there's... camera pans. Very unique ways to get around that. And shadow fight, shadow animation. Yes, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. it's really like those are like the practical things yes. that make. All the other stuff work. Yeah, yeah. The other thing too is that the MPAA is an extremely arbitrary <laughs> governing body, so they probably had to like wheel and deal on that one. Sure. Like, hey, mm-hmm. we can show this if we cut the blood. Yeah, yeah. Like, There's a lot yeah, of deal like, makings for yeah, that. Sure. Well, so what is one word that we would all use to? Well, not collectively. What is one word that one <laughs> each of us would use to describe? I'm going to say it at the same time. Film? Oh wow! No. <laughs> <laughs> this movie's thrilling. Epic, I think, is is the one that I kind of landed on good. after seeing the sets and the and just the scope. Emotep. <laughs> <laughs> Emotep. Sure. What trailers uh, showed yeah. before this film? Let's bust None. through these. Are, That's really? Not true. Well, they were they were advertisements. Yeah, oh. there weren't there were not movie trailers. Oh, yeah, no ad, no trailers, but Mm-mm. they were advertisements. The first one was for the uh, Universal. Uh, Jurassic Park ride. Universal Studios Escape Jurassic Park yeah, experience yeah. Yeah, yeah. in Florida. Why would you want to escape? Maybe. Maybe. Um, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Something. Uh, um, they played fetch with a tr- uh, no, triceratops no, the, named Sarah. Oh, I guess technically. It's it, oh, uh, Christian Michael. Huh? Yeah. 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 <laughs> Michael, uh, Michael Triceratops. Yeah. This guy like, who hey. looks like. 
I'm going to try Ceratops. <laughs> Unfortunately, <laughs> looks like Danny Masterson uh, yeah. is, uh, I think, like playing Frisbee. Oh, the and... convicted Danny from the yeah, 70s? Yeah, yeah. Ah, yes. It's, yeah. it, it isn't him, but it's someone who looks like mm. his uh, character from that 70s gotcha. show. Okay. Oh, is Dragonheart 2 also a trailer on this? Oh, wow. Was that, did we see the Dragonheart 2 trailer on this one? So that this was really, the, this was really a push. Yeah. This was really okay. a marketing. Yeah. Okay, so there was one movie was trailer, one trailer and yeah. it was with the, the Masterson who has, maybe hasn't gotten caught yet, allegedly. I don't mm. know. Not, not even that there's anything, but. We won't incriminate him. No, so the, this uh, Universal Studios Escape Jurassic Park uh, oh, just has this. This guy playing frisbee and some dude is like, "Have you have you seen my pet? Have you?" And he <laughs> hands him a picture with a dinosaur on it. And uh, you know, surprise, his frisbee gets caught by a triceratops. I'm not surprised. I guess he somehow wandered onto uh, Universal Studios Florida. As they do, yeah. it's the only way to make them the money. I don't even know what this was about. They didn't like. It doesn't tell us what it was about. Do you remember? Nah. It just. It and just I said, saw. I just saw it. Like three hours ago, <laughs> I just saw it again. Yeah, couldn't tell you. Oh, that's right. I was, so, uh, might, there's a game. There was a PC game. Yeah, it might have been promotional um, for like something that was maybe being built, so they didn't mm. have any. Yeah, yeah. Anything to shoot? Okay, right. so the next series of advertisements is for the Mummy 1999 on DVD. Wow, and the soundtrack. <laughs> oh. I'm getting there. Oh. Spoiler. I Sorry. wanted to add this to the list of VHS tapes that have a trailer for the movie we're about to watch. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That is like a alien that is its own category. That is its own category. Just Although why, alien... though? Just why? Why would you need well, a trailer I can understand for why what they you're would about want to, to watch? Push DVDs during a time when DVDs were like popular and like mm -hmm. people, there were people in our family for sure who were really excited to like ditch their VHS for an once, HD DVD. Once they got a DVD player, hey, it's, DVDs. It's like don't look back. Had been out a year mm. at that point, so I mean, yeah. And that was followed up by the Mummy soundtrack. Mm. Original music, the the epic score played several different ways. Danny Elfman, right? Emotep, <laughs> and then. And then almost most of the rest of these like trailers were compilation, kind of like compilation advertisement trailers. Mm. The first one was for just Universal Monsters, so like the classic yeah. uh, mm. Creature from the Black Lagoon, Wolfman, the Mummy, um, the Invisible Man. Yeah. I know there's a bunch like there were there were quite a bit. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and also like the original Dracula was also in that montage, mm. well, then followed up by a somewhat standalone trail, I guess trailer for dracula rescored oh rescored retold no renewed. just rescored by bauhaus wow uh let's see that was followed up by a universal monsters coupon what was this buy one monster get one monster half off maybe i just told you where to find coupons but this was just mm. like we're doing this again and it's a uh a deal like here's this deal Universal's coming off as really insecure here with these uh, <laughs> <laughs> this marketing. Insecurity is a theme in the movie, though. The next one is Alfred Hitchcock Collection with rebate. Oh, maybe that's what the coupon was. Mm. It was a rebate? I would have written rebate. But uh, yeah, the, this was actually something that like when we're watching it, it's like it was actually a really enticing advertisement. We're just like, damn, I want to watch 
any of these. Yeah. Not yeah. that I wasn't excited to watch The Mummy, but just like seeing all of these movies, like someone who helped define the thriller genre. Totally. Um, like during it was just like, let's find all these. And yeah. we have a bunch here. We have The Birds at Home. Yeah. Um, I think there are one more at home that I can't. No, rear, I'm, I'm confusing it with high anxiety. We have high anxiety at home. <laughs> okay. Uh, the next one is... Wow, uh, they really loaded them on. Yeah. Uh, then we get our like first kind of legitimate trailer of... Uh, first and only legitimate trailer of the tape, which is Dragonheart 2. I would love to see Dragonheart 1. <laughs> I'll show ye adventure. <laughs> this is my hot take for that. Mm. Um, pro- I think I was making fun of that. Like, yeah, we have this movie in like some kind of medieval or would you say was you you know that yeah. distinction better than i do but like, yeah some kind of medieval movie with dragons and knights and yeah. uh, kingdoms do. and such yeah right right and then we have the uh the masterson from malcolm in the middle n- not saying ye yeah so no. you, see, you know he's kind of snarky so it just it it, it he sounds like, just like Francis. He's, he's talking you're just, just like watching Francis, Francis uh, in A Knight's Tale. It is Christopher Masterson <laughs> in A Kid in King Arthur's Court. Ah, oh, yes. okay. Yes. <laughs> like, that, he's on that his is, bike and he falls back. Yeah, yes, yes. That is what that this is movie felt great. like it was. Wonderful, okay. yeah, wonderful yeah. childhood memory there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Along with the big green. Yeah. Thank you for taking us through these three tapes, these three movies so we got, of your collection. We got three more. For next week. Oh, let's do what the are, draw. What are they? So cut to now. And we have the mystery part of Mystery Simon Theater 3000, which is the tapes that I have to watch this week. This is one Carlos pick. This is the one. <laughs> <laughs> Ronan. This is going to be fun. Like, uh, oh, my God. Another Jean Renault movie that one picked. Jean Renault. He was the helicopter pilot from Mission Impossible. Yes. I thought you said genre. No. <laughs> Another genre, no. Yeah. All right. All right. It's like it's your French roast. It's like your birthday every every week. This is the random pick. That's not bad. It's a good random pick. Uh, what is it? Star Trek three, the search for Spock. I believe this one was Kramer's favorite, right? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh wait, so we got the So next week we do not have a guest uh, host, so mm-hmm. I will be the guest host. Ooh. Oh, and this is my pick. <gasps> oh, and I wow. chose this. Oh, okay, that was <laughs> that was, was my next random. question. <clears throat> so you didn't just look away and pull something off the shelf? No. Mm-hmm. Thank you. The movies, so movie. Okay. <laughs> Can't talk about movies eventually without talking about this one. No, this is fine. I'm excited. Um, it was a tough choice. I almost chose Citizen Cone. Wow. <laughs> I almost chose it because it's about a guy who is like chums with uh, Joe McCarthy. Yeah, it's uh, it's just and, funny. And, like and James it, Woods it, looks like an absolute like, doofus, allegedly, on the cover. Yeah. Um, and just seeing that right next to Citizen Kane and Citizen Cone, yeah. it's it just it's very it's a very funny side by side visual. Totally, totally. Okay. All right. Well, thank you, Tyler, for thanks for having me. Picking the mummy, coming to coming over, and then uh, talking about it with us, yes. and then uh, perfectly asking me all of your scripted questions. Yes, they were. Uh, I re- I remembered them all thanks to my handy notes. P- handy notes. <laughs> Is there anything you'd like to plug while you're here with us? 
I love animation. I love making movies. I love everything about film. I think since I was a kid, I was making home movies and I think it's uh, one of my dreams to direct and, and write and edit and, and shoot all sorts of films. And so one thing that you can find uh, out on the web um, under the name uh, Wilm Freddles Oddities, uh, you can find a website, you can find me on YouTube, Vimeo, Instagram. Um, you can see some animation, some live action films, um, kind of a, a broad scope of just storytelling overall that focuses on oddities and just stories that are a little peculiar. Um, I, uh, I really enjoy filmmaking as a process, but also in all of its different forms. Um, so I really, I really just can't get enough of making a project regardless of how it's made or where it's made or why it's made or who it's made for <laughs> as long as it's made. So, um, yeah, that's something that I, um, you know, would love people to watch and, and share. That's one of my I, I make films so that I could watch them. And then secondly, I make them so other people can enjoy them and watch them as well, too. Love and it. those are all going to be linked in the show notes uh, description below. Yeah. Thank you for watching Mystery Simon Theater 3000. You can follow us on Instagram. It is msimont3k. Uh, producer Johnny is posting a lot of uh, videos and photos. You can also sign up for our newsletter at Weird Wonderful Stuff stuff.substack.com where I share my alphabetization process of these tapes. You'll also get to see some behind the scenes photos. Sometimes I take a tape home to watch and I'll share what those are. And if you would like to be a guest on our show, um, hit us up, send us an email. And, Johnny uh, at weirdwonderful.club. All right. Thank you. I'll see you on the other side.